0: my standing
1: check. check, check, mic check One, two, three, four, five Good morning, mic check, check Mic check, mic microphone Wireless handheld microphone Number two, mic check Check, check, mic check. One, two, three, four, five. Wireless handheld microphone. Check, number three, channel three. Check, check, mic check.
2: A broken and a contrite.
3: Good morning. morning. That was pretty good. I like that. I like it when you, you guys say good morning back. I like that. So welcome to Cottonwood Bible Church. We're glad to have you with us this morning. If you're visiting with us for the first time, if you wouldn't mind filling out the white card in the seat back in front of you, put that in the offering plate as it goes by later. That way we have a record of your visit. We would appreciate that. So... Welcome. Some announcements this morning. Church gathering times: 9:15 is a Bible study and Sunday school class. So if you miss that and you want to be a part of it, come at 9:15. At 10 o'clock, next doors are, of course, our fellowship, our snack fellowship. So enjoy the snacks that everybody provides. And then 10:30 morning service where you're at now. And then Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, we have our Gospel Care Community Group here at the church building from 6 to 8. Bring your favorite meal, starting at 6, and share a meal together. And then uh continue with the study that we're doing on Wednesday nights around 7ish you are start it a little bit earlier than 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 usual right so I run it right around 7 right so sure whatever so so that's on Wednesday night. so if you want to be a part of that come on Wednesday night all right, Bible study for the um, for the ladies. And I didn't even see Miss Judy. There's Miss Judy back there. You guys, Miss Judy, you guys are on for tonight, right? Okay. So Bible study for older ladies Sunday evening at 5 p.m. If you're interested, you can see Miss Judy. And then next, in your bulletin, you'll see you have the YBA annual meeting, October 30th at Beaver Creek Baptist Church. If you're interested in being a part of that, we already do have somebody going uh, that's going to be our proxy. But if you're interested in being there as well, just... You can be a part of that. So just see Jim, and he can he can fill you in on the details. All right, and it's right there too. October thirtieth, this next this next week at 5 p.m. All right, special call members meeting today. Uh, we're going to be updating our hopefully our uh, little uh, wonderful picture up here with the, our galaxy. Yes, the Milky Way galaxy. It does seem to. I I didn't know that the stars were still like forming that quickly <laughs> there's a lot of stars up there and every week it seems like there's a lot more so anyway so that's going to be kind of our special call members meeting today so if you wouldn't mind the members staying just for a few minutes afterwards uh, as we can vote on this and uh, and then you know we'll let you out of here so alright and then next and last but not least you i um, I was gonna say something in reference to that to the special called members meeting
4: yes uh, yeah, well just uh, uh, so just after the <coughs> uh, after service we will take a few minutes minutes and uh, and uh, look at kind of the things that we got to for that updating our our media for that and I'll just say right now uh, Tyler was the one who kind of helped put together what we would need for this so the works is going to go to Tyler
3: so if it's uh, wrong it's all his fault
4: yes <laughs> in other words blame him so, yes. Is that why you have that target on your back? Okay. So, anyways, uh, uh, other thing we're gonna do, which is in your bulletins, it's it's gonna be a little different. We're gonna to do a special get together Monday, October thirty first. Now, I know everybody thinks that's Halloween. Actually, they're in error. It's actually Reformation Day. October thirty first, fifteen seventeen, is the day that Martin Luther nailed the ninety five theses to the monastery where he was for lack of better terms pastoring and it that was the thing that started the reformation it was that part so uh we're going to do a little celebration that monday night we'll do some, and and like we have we have a wednesday night you no know, wednesday's for our gospel group we bring food we eat together and everything we're going to do the same thing we're going to bring food eat together and that's going to be in lieu of our wednesday so we won't have that wednesday next that's what we're talking about next week um, but uh, we won't have our, our Wednesday, normal Wednesday that uh, that week. But go ahead. so just
3: just being sure it's not this week.
4: Yes, yeah, not this week. It's next week because yeah. this, this it's is after Halloween. Today's October 23rd, Second. so tomorrow's the 24th. So if you come here, you're more than welcome to come here. You will have a great time by yourself. Okay. <laughs> And you can eat by yourself, too. Uh,
3: God uh, yeah, will bless your some, food. There's some awesome picnic tables out there. Sure. <laughs> and you can
4: bless your food, and you can eat by yourself. You, yourself, and you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so, uh, so we're, and we're going to do s- different things. We'll do games and stuff like that in connection to the Reformation. And it's just kind of like priming the pump, because next year, we're going to have an even bigger celebration, because next year is 500 years. Because 1517, so next year is 2017. 500 years since the Protestant Reformation, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, just celebrate what God has done in that Protestant Reformation, praise His name, uh, rediscovering the gospel. Uh, so, but this is kind of like priming the pump, a uh, preliminary to the f- the uh, 500 year anniversary is the 499 year anniversary. Uh, that will be again the following Monday will come together well, there's some details there in the bulletin for you um, not necessarily acknowledging Martin Luther 95 theses but definitely acknowledging the Protestant Reformation and what that has done so um, is there anything else I need to say about that? starting at 6 and at 8 like it normally does so uh, but uh, yeah so next week make sure you have uh, m- as much details as you need to for that excuse me that following uh, uh, next Monday so Uh, anything else you got Uh, I I like to make mention about the ABC's of CBC if you're here you want to know more about um, uh, Cottonwood Bible Church as a church the basics of Cottonwood Bible Church come talk to me and we can uh, set up what we're all about as a church But then also what's most important for us as a church is the gospel. We want to be a a church that centers on the gospel, that's influenced and it's shaped by the gospel. The life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Repent and put your trust in Him alone. That's the gospel. It's how you respond to the gospel. Uh, so if you're here and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you're not a follower of Jesus, you want to know what it means to be a Christian, you can talk to any member here, or feel free to talk with me after the service. I'd love to
3: speak with you about what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, a Christian. So those are the announcements I have. Amen. So you. if you missed anything, it's in the bulletin, and you can pick one of those up on the back table. So, all right, so let's stand together as we sing.
5: of the sea from the heights of the heavens your name be praised from the hearts of the sea, from the shouts of the strong from the lips of all people this song ages, you will be crowned with praises, Lord, most high, exalted in every nation, sovereign of all creation. From the ends of the earth From the depths of the sea From the heights of the heavens Your name be praised From the hearts of the earth From the shouts of the strong From the lips of all people This song we raise, Lord Throughout the endless ages You will be crowned with praises, Lord Most high Exalted in every nation, sovereign of all creation, Lord, most high. Be magnified, be magnified, be magnified.
6: We come before you this morning recognizing how holy you are. You are so pure and so righteous, far above us, far above any standard we could ever meet. God, we are so sinful. We recognize that we are unholy. We are unpure in our thoughts, our words, our actions. We bring these evil deeds before you because we know that we deserve your eternal judgment for our sin. We kneel before you, and yet, Lord, we are so grateful that when we do sin, Jesus stands in that gap. He stops the the eternal judgment from coming upon us because he took it upon himself. God, we are so grateful that you lived the perfect life for us and that you died for us and that you resurrected from the dead. We bank our hope in your work and in your death. We repent for our sins and we trust in you. We are so thankful for who you are, for your grace and your mercy and your love towards us that comes only through Jesus. And we ask, Lord, that We will worship you with our entire hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: If you would please remain standing.
6: There you
4: go. Uh, We're going to read Isaiah chapter 53, verses 3 through 12 together. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from he was despised and we did not value him yet he himself bore our griefs and he carried our pains but we in turn regarded him stricken struck down by God and afflicted but he was pierced because of our transgressions crushed because of our iniquities punishment for our peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed we all went astray like sheep we all have turned to our own way and the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all he was oppressed and afflicted yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb led to the slaughter And like a sheep silent before her shears he did not open his mouth he was taken away because of oppression and judgment and who considered his fate for he was cut off from the land of the living he was struck because of my people's rebellion they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man at his death, although he had done no violence and had not spoken deceitfully. Yet the Lord was pleased to crush him severely. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, he will see his offspring, he will prolong his days, and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. As a result of the anguish of his soul he will see it and be satisfied by his knowledge the righteous one my servant will justify the many and he will bear their iniquities therefore I will give him the many as a portion and he will receive the mighty as spoil because he submitted himself to death and was numbered among the rebels. Yet he himself bore the sin of many and interceded for the rebels. Before we sing, take a moment, turn around and say good morning to somebody. Well, as you uh, find your places, and then you can have a seat. We'll sing that in just a second. Have a seat, please. So I got one more thing to do. Uh, So today marks 10 years since I first started here at Used to be first Southern Baptist Church, Cottonwood Bible Church. I started October twenty third, two thousand six. That was my first day, my first work day. So what I would like to do is acknowledge three specific people. Actually it's actually one person and then two couples, actually families. So Judy, you don't have to go anywhere, you can stay right there. This is for Judy because she was the one was part of the pastoral search committee and she was part instrumental in bringing me here so that's for you Judy thank you very much I'm not listening. and then when these guys I want them to come up here so Craig and Toby can come up here and then Travis and Karen can come up here So this is for, I mean, Craig and Travis uh, had my back and, and they were encouraging me, they were helping me, and I know that they had the help of their wives, and so uh, gave a little gift to, there you go, gave a little gift to Judy, and then there's a gift for you and your wife, and you and your wife, no, thank you, I appreciate what you guys did. no stay here I just happen to have a a little lapel I want to pray okay let's pray thank you father for Judy and just um, her faithfulness to you and, and and to the word of God to the gospel and we thank you that she's still with us we were so scared just a few months ago that um she would uh you'd want to take her take her home with you but thank you that we get to have her a lot longer now we thank you that you kept her safe and she's a blessing to us i thank you for the blessing that craig and toby have been to this church travis and karen thank you that um, just the faithfulness and craig thank you for the faithfulness and travis Thank you for the times of uh, where Craig had to just uh, graciously confront me. Thank you for the times that uh, Travis graciously confronted me. and Thank you for their encouraging words to me. Thank you for uh, that they're so committed to the gospel. They're so committed to grace. And we ask for your blessing upon them. That in, in the midst of things happening in, in their lives right now, so many things they're trying to juggle May they stay firm on the gospel of grace, firm in your truth. Pray that for Judy too, for these three. they Stay faithful to the gospel, that you and your spirit would continue to transform them, to continue to reflect the image of your son, Father, in this church, in our city, in our world. And that we, with them as, as part of us, and we as a church body, would truly display your glory in this town we thank you that you are a faithful God thank you you, as we will sing in just a moment you move in mysterious ways and so God help us to keep trusting you and we can pray this because of Jesus Christ Amen thank you Now, my son, we can sing. God
5: moves in a mysterious way His wonders to perform He plants His footsteps in the sea And rides upon the storm deep in his dark and hidden
4: minds with never failing skill he fashions all his bright designs
5: and works his sovereign will so God we trust in you oh God we trust in you. O oh, fearful saints, new courage take The clouds that you now dread Are big with mercy and will break In blessings on your head Judge not, the Lord, by feeble sense But trust Him for His grace Behind a frowning providence He hides a smiling face So God, we trust in You Oh God, we trust in You When tears are great and comforts few, we hope in mercies ever new. We trust in you. Let's stand together. God's purposes will ripen fast, unfolding every hour. The bud may have a bitter taste, but sweet will be the flower. Blind unbelief is sure to err, and scan his work in vain. God is his own interpreter, and he will make it plain. Come no longer fear For in the pain our God draws near To find a faith worth more than gold And there his faithfulness is told And there his faithfulness is told In the night I know your peace The breath
4: of God brings strength to me And new
5: each morning mercies flow As treasures of the darkness grow As treasures of the darkness grow I turn to wisdom, not my own For every battle you have known My confidence will rest in you Your love endures, your ways are good Your love endures, your ways are good
4: gracious kind Father we thank you in the midst of our trials and difficulties you are faithful and true your love endures and your ways are so good you are good you do good help us to delight ourselves in your law and when we do become weary we remember our precious Savior who suffered for us was our example of following your plan and trusting your sovereignty so we have so much confidence assurance boldness before you father thank you we praise you at this time we thank you we praise you for Sandy and Chanyu thank you father that you rise her up You raise her up when she's low, when she's down. And you rise up on her behalf. You are on her side as a widow, giving her your strength because you hear the needy, those who humble themselves before you. You have provided for her in your goodness daily bearing her burden giving her your gracious salvation in Christ all her sins are covered because of your steadfast faithful love in Christ may she thank you we pray she'll be a faithful servant where she works you would use her for your glory at work use her for your glory here in this church bring the salvation of her family specifically her brother we pray for another church here in the city of Cottonwood we pray for Christ Reformed Presbyterian Church thank you for Brian's faithfulness may they as a church earnestly seek you and your will so that they can rejoice and be glad in you may their hearts truly be broken as they come together as a body to give you worship and praise may they admit their need for you and the Lord Jesus Christ May this church be gospel centered and we pray specifically for Brian give him wisdom grace a love for his wife Sarah for his kids for your church your people help them to be strong as a church we pray for those within our governments as well we thank you for Jeff Flake one of our US senators graciously give him your providence and wisdom may he strive to be a person of character integrity, honesty, truth trustworthiness upholding the constitution not his own agenda protect him from temptation the temptation of political corruption we pray he would come to the truth of your eternal son the Lord Jesus Christ and true, a biblical repentant faith. We pray that for Mister Flake, and it's our desire to be, continue to be a church that has a heart for the world. So our hearts this morning turn towards the country of Costa Rica, praising you that the gospel is continuing to spread. Even though we grieve that the majority of the people adhere to the message of bondage, they need the gospel of grace, the gospel of freedom, of forgiveness in Christ alone, by grace alone, through faith alone. We especially pray you work among the thousands of young people that are caught in the sin of drugs, alcohol, violence, immorality we pray you would bring about a change of heart in these young people openness to the gospel bring a biblical understanding of of the gospel and conversion among your own people may our brethren stand in the truth may you give them a heart for their own people who are lost without Jesus Christ we ask that you would intervene in a mighty way and stop sex trafficking that is rampant and that our brethren will stand against it we also pray you provide for the needs of their pastors their leaders who struggle financially and need to teach your people the sufficiency of the gospel of grace and of your word the sufficiency of the bible the truth we pray that for their pastors And send more to minister with them and to them, even from among us. And for us we are here gathered together, Jesus, give us grace to follow you. Thank you that you are sufficiently satisfying. And we pray in your name. Amen. Please be seated. So let's take our bibles or devices and turn to 1st Peter. 1st Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. If you're visiting with us or need a bible, you pull that bible out the chair in front of you, the black bible. <clears throat> go to the back find page 181 181 In 1st 1 Peter chapter 2 we're going to start reading verse 21 through 25 As you're turning there I also want to say a word um, you know it's my family who's really been faithful uh given me such encouragement these past 10 years so also hats off to my wife and to Michael and Chloe and Andrew wherever he is and Gabriel so they were instrumental as well first peter 221 through 25 this is just a moving passage, friends. If you've been called to this, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in His footsteps. Who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in His mouth. While being reviled, He did not revile in return. Suffering. He uttered no threats, but kept entrusting to the one who judges justly. And he himself bore our sins in his body upon the tree that we, dying to sin, might live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. For you were continually straying like sheep, but now you have turned to the shepherd and overseer of of your souls Jesus will be your best friend it said Jesus will help you with your problems they say not that these phrases are untrue that's not truly the gospel I remember preaching that when I was 18, 19 years old to a bunch of junior high students 70, 75, 80 junior high students yes, you probably wonder how I can still be alive today then I started to read books, good books finding out that that was part of the prosperity gospel that you hear today turn on TBN there you go they call people to come to Jesus and and all your problems will go away you can have your best life now he'll make you rich he'll make you healthy he'll make you wise oh but they never say which is the first few words of our passage this morning To this you were called. That is a life of suffering unjustly. What? No way! Suffer to be a Christian? Well, they don't tell you that part. They don't want to hear that, and yet that's what Peter's talking about here. By God's grace... We should be wise, winsome weirdos in this wicked world. You know what Christian weirdos do? Christian weirdos follow Jesus, our substitute, our example, our shepherd, our overseer. That's Jesus. We follow him. Christian weirdos follow Jesus. He's our substitute. He's our example. He's our shepherd. He's our overseer. Statement for you. Jesus is our substitute. He died in our behalf. Jesus is our example. It's meant for us to suffer unjustly, patiently trusting God like he did. He's our shepherd. We follow in his footsteps. He's our overseer. He is sovereign over everything in our lives, especially that time of suffering in your life right now, those trials, those difficulties, those tribulations. He's sovereign over that too. So when we look to Jesus Christ, our substitute, our example, shepherd, overseer, we experience a renewed attitude and disposition that helps us to trust God by His Spirit, helps us to trust God in the midst of unjust suffering. And contextually, remember we we looked at last week Peter started to talk to the slaves or servants, and then he he transitions to where he's not just talking about talking to slaves and servants, now he kind of widens it to all Christians. So Peter gives to us, to all Christians, a deeper motive for submission. We patiently endure unjust suffering because our Lord himself acted in this way. So we should imitate him. We imitate his humility, his grace, patience, trust, integrity, devotion. And, and we're, Peter's going to list out the type of person Jesus was. Now, we can't be perfect exactly like he was. We, we're not able to do that. But we emulate humility, grace, patience, trusting God. So to trust God and obey Him in the midst of unjust suffering, is, it's not easy. If it wasn't easy for Jesus, it, wasn't, it won't be easy for us. But God will give us His grace to continue to do what is right and live how He wants us to live in this wicked world. I mean, He did that for His Son. Don't you think He'll do that for you? And it's so vital for us to understand that Jesus and the gospel, that's the basis for the way that we live. Jesus and the gospel is the basis of our ethical way of living. Because without the gospel, these ethical standards are meaningless. It's simple moralism. And without this Jesus base, ethics become relative, provisional, uh, according to how you feel. If you feel this way, you feel like that's good, then go do that. If you feel like this is okay to do, then you go do that. No. Jesus and the gospel is the basis for how we live our lives. You cannot separate them. on the contrary uh, 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 because of the gospel of grace and because we belong to a country filled with grace we live lives drastically different from the culture grace filled, God fearing mercy focused, Bible driven Jesus center kind of lives that type of life because of God's gracious gospel that's why Peter makes that connection. Jesus is our substitute, thus he's our example. Thus he's going to be our shepherd, our overseer. So we follow in his steps. And he oversees. He's sovereign over everything in our lives. He's intertwining all of these together for us. This type of life. A, a life that's winsome. It's attractive. But it can be threatening. As you will see in our culture... Our culture is starting to push back. You are a threat to them and how you live. But Jesus is the one that drives this. The gospel of grace is what drives this type of living. So let's dive in. First point pretty easy. Jesus is our substitute and example. Verses 21 through 24. He begins for, which goes back to what he said from verse 18, 19, 20. He's talking about suffering, um, unjust suffering. For you've been called to this, or unto this you've been called. What are we called to? We are called to endure unjust suffering or persevere while suffering for doing what is good according to God's ways valuing what God values we patiently suffer unjustly because Jesus suffered that way for us as his people that's why we do that Paul says in Philippians chapter 1 verse 29 for to you has been granted for Christ's sake not only to believe in Him, it's been granted. God has been gracious, so you would believe in Christ, but also has been granted to suffer for His sake. The televangelists don't tell you that part. You've been God's been so gracious to you that so you can believe in Jesus and then suffer for Him. Uh, I like the belief part, but what's this thing about the suffer part? Uh. Uh-uh what he says and Peter says to this you were called to suffer unjustly and notice what he says since Christ also suffered for you so first what he brings up Jesus Christ suffered on behalf of sinners Jesus is our substitute he did this on our behalf this points to his vicarious atonement atonement He did this on behalf of you. Christ received the crown of glory after he got the crown of thorns, which means you will not receive your crown of glory until you first have received your crown of thorns. He is our substitute. And then he says, leaving you an example for you to follow in his footsteps. So not only our substitute, he also left behind for us a model or an example to follow when we suffer unjustly. The word example literally means tracing letters to be copied by children who are learning the alphabet. So here's a child learning the letters and he would copy that. Here's this place down to copy this. A. B. The twins are doing that and Mercy's doing that right now. C. So we follow in his footsteps. We trace our lives the way he lived. Follow in his footsteps. Jesus modeled patiently suffering injustice for our benefit. Not only the benefit of the fact that we get saved, but also the benefit of how do we deal with this when we're suffering unjustly? Follow your, your Savior. Follow your substitute. We will share in the destiny of our Master. Friends, as Christians, we will suffer unjustly. And he endured through it. So we're called to endure through it too. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't defend the weak or the helpless. He's not bringing that up. In some cases we can. In other cases we can't. He's talking about personally being attacked, suffering injustice, suffering something you're trying to do, what's right and good, and you suffer for it. And he says... Leaving an example, leave an example for you in order that you may follow in his footsteps. The purpose was that we may imitate him, following his footsteps like a child, placing their feet into the snowprints of their father. And not that we suffer for sin like he did, that's not what he's saying. Or we have to be perfect like he. That's not what he's saying. It's a pattern for life. We should expect to suffer and suffer unjustly without ever having to earn it, and we joyfully embrace it with the right perspective. Okay, well, what exactly do we imitate? His response to unjust suffering. He's the standard to follow. Well, how exactly did he do this? Peter gives us insight. 22 through actually 24. He gives six descriptions of Jesus' life. Quoting almost verbatim from Isaiah 53. Again, not necessarily do we imitate these specific ways, but he's showing unjust suffering to the max and and it's a direction for us. How do we display righteous living in the midst of this? Look at how Jesus did. Starting in verse twenty-two, the first one, number one, who committed no sin. Jesus never sinned. Perfect truth. Two, he spoke no deceit. Not of that sort in his mouth. He, there was no reaction from him. This of deceitfulness. Number three, ver, in verse twenty-four, while being reviled, he did not revile in return. He did not insult or abuse. Number four, while suffering, he uttered no threats. He had excellent conduct. So there's the first four. Bam, 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 right after the other. So Jesus refused to retaliate after being provoked repeatedly. Repeat, while he's even dying on the cross, they're ridiculing him. Totally perfect in every way as he suffered so so when we suffer unjustly we are truly identifying with our Savior and Lord aren't we when we suffer injustice we are identifying with Christ aren't we but there's something else here too it's a reminder It's a reminder that we're tempted to protest our innocence right But Jesus was totally perfect. How can we rightly object to our unjust suffering when we look at the example of our Lord in His suffering? He knew He had to go to the cross. He knew that was how the Father was going to glorify Himself, was was Him dying as a substitute for sinners. And yet, He could have just went, done, everybody drops dead. He gets off the cross, blah, blam! You know the angels come. I mean, he could have just done that, and he didn't. Talk about someone who faced suffering of such magnitude, so unjust. But instead, what did he do? What can we really imitate? Right at the end of verse twenty-three but kept entrusting to the one who judges justly. Himself is added, it's not in the Greek. So not just himself, it's everything. Him, the circumstances, everything. He just entrusted to the one who judges justly. In other words, he gave or committed himself to the one who judges justly the father he placed his destiny and future into the father's hands friends instead of us taking up our cause we commit our cause our very lives to the father and yet it's so hard when you know you're right huh so hard Look, our only real hope for vindication and the exposing of evil is found in our just Father who judges justly, not in the next person who's president. Seriously. It's not in in Him or her or anybody else for that matter. It's in Him who judges justly. Does He not see... Does he not see the injustice taking place in your life? Though Jesus was confident of his righteousness, he left his vindication to the Father because he knew God judges justly, so he obeyed his purpose. So, Father, help us to know and trust you, knowing that you judge justly, so let us obey your purpose. Help us to obey your purpose. and this can be our response when we suffer unjustly we deeply trust God believing he is in control so God what you sing we trust in you when tears are great comforts are few we hope in mercies ever new we trust in you that's the attitude we need to have instead of venting our anger or holding it in or working to change our conditions no we must commit our situation into God's hands but what this person did was wrong totally wrong yes absolutely and we trust that God will vindicate us friend the wrongdoer will be paid back they will I mean, Jesus knew his suffering was God ordained. So is ours. So is yours. Notice what he does in verse 24. Here's the fifth one. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. Number five, he bore our sins notice again the sacrificial substitutionary language in his body upon the tree he bore our sins so the burden of sin was laid upon Jesus on our behalf the weight of sin the fact that you should be condemned the condemnation that should come to us because of sin It was placed upon Christ. He took it upon himself as he hung on the cross. He did this with his own physical body and his crucifixion, bearing the weight of sin. At the cross, on our behalf, he placed upon himself the curse. The Father punished Jesus with his perfect anger against sin, which separates us from God. He died the death we deserved. He suffered the penalty due us for our sins by his vicarious death. His suffering, his death was vicarious, was in the place of substitutionary. He was our representative, enduring the penalty our sins merited your gossip your anger your hatred your malice your slander every evil thought every evil deed as we sing all of it for us this the power of the cross and look at the purpose that, that Peter gives us here he gives us the fifth aspect of, of Jesus' life but he gives a purpose to this substitution substitution a purpose for Him bearing our sins. Notice. In order that we may, dying to sin, we may live to righteousness. Our sin had to be vicariously atoned for or put to death so we can embrace a life of righteousness a life in connection to righteousness a life in reference to righteousness lives that are righteous lives that are wise lives that are winsome lives that are drastically different from this wicked world lives that are so different from the culture that we're a part of so that they think you're weird salvation in Jesus is not simply being freed from the penalty of sin but a freedom from a life of sin to live as God intended us to live I mean, freed from sin's bondage are you are you struggling with drugs? You can be freed from that. The drug addict. The drunkard or alcoholic. The robber. The murderer. The sex offender. The slanderer. The reviler. The homosexual. Who is gay or lesbian. The bisexual. The coveter. The idolater. The adulterer. All of them. Freed. Freedom. Now we are, we are freed from sin to live a life of righteousness or holiness. Do you, do you need to be freed from sin today? Are you in bondage to sin and you need a Savior? He can be your substitute. He can become a curse for you. Jesus can save you. Come to Him, repent, turn from your sin, and put all your trust in Jesus Christ. He will save you. He'll change you. He'll transform you. That's the gospel. So he lists off all these first five with Jesus and all these aspects, and notice he ends here in verse, end of verse twenty-four. The sixth aspect of Jesus, he says for by his wounds you were healed. Almost verbatim from Isaiah 53 verse 4. Physical healing in Isaiah was used as a metaphor for the removal of sin. And contextually, that's exactly what Jesus did. His wounds removed our sins so that now we're dead to them. So we now no longer live that way. See, this this is the heart of the gospel, transforming grace. The wounds which our sins have inflicted have been restored by Him, being wounded upon the curse-laden cross of wood. Right? So when we obey, and as we submit to God and to His will, we're able to do that we are demonstrating Christ-likeness. Jesus is our substitute. Jesus is our example. Notice what he does here. He he intertwines and mixes everything in with the fact that Jesus is our substitute and Jesus is our example. He he mixes these things all together. And then, next point, Jesus is our shepherd and overseer. Look at verse 25. For you were continually strained like sheep, but now you've turned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. It's almost like a summary statement of verses 21 to 25. So how did Jesus show himself to be an example? He entrusted himself into the care of his father and trusted in a sovereign plan regarding his suffering. So Peter uses two different terms to describe this. Shepherd and overseer. You were like sheep straying. But now you've turned. Sheep, they kind of stray, they kind of go do their own thing. You've seen that, right? Sheep, they kind of do their own thing, and then the shepherd calls. They know his call, they hear his call, and they come. We were going in one direction, which was the path of destruction, and then turned to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. This is repentance. He's talking about repentance. You were straying like sheep which is what he mentions in Isaiah 53. Isaiah, right? Strain like sheep. Now you've turned to him. You've turned. The call was given, and you heard. My sheep hear my voice. There's an about face. Notice how a shepherd shepherd will feed his flock. He'll care for his flock. He'll protect his flock. So Jesus the good shepherd of our, of our souls truly cares for us even if our present circumstances are unpleasant and we suffer unjustly. Whatever the difficulties, we have a trustworthy shepherd. Amen. In the midst of your difficult circumstances, in the midst of your unpleasant pains, He's trustworthy. Jesus also truly cared for us by being our substitute. Shepherds sacrificed themselves on behalf of the sheep. Shepherds sacrificed themselves. What the shepherds would do they would have the place the fold for the sheep and he would lay right there where their door was. He was the door. So the wolf or any of the wolves could not come if they had to come they have to come through him. So he's the substitute. He sacrifices himself on behalf of the sheep. So, whatever the sin we have done, we have a shepherd who sacrificed himself for us. Notice what he's almost like he's summarizing everything he said in verse 21 through 24 by saying, Jesus is our shepherd. We wandered like sheep. But now we have turned to the shepherd and an overseer of our souls. Overseer, he's in control. He's sovereignly over our lives. So we follow in the footsteps of our Savior like sheep. We trust him as our overseer. Jesus Christ is our shepherd and Guardian. Jesus followed the Father's plan and entrusted himself into his sovereign just hand. So in the same way, we must follow Jesus, our shepherd, and entrust ourselves into his overseen just hand in the midst of our suffering. Our substitute, our example, our shepherd, our overseer. Listen to what John Newton says. Jesus, my shepherd, guardian, friend, my prophet, priest, and king, my Lord, my life, my way, my end, accept the praise I bring. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you that... We have a shepherd. We have a substitute. We have an overseer. And thank you for the example that Jesus set for us. When we suffer unjustly, it's not easy, Father. But thank you that we have the God man who bore the weight of our sin. And the God man who showed us how to live in the midst of that. In the midst of that, he showed us how to live. Thank you. We'll do our time of silence in just a moment, but I want you to just listen to this song. Just listen. Tyler, would you please?
0: Good of my soul Come dwell within me
2: Take all I am and more.
0: Your likeness in me Before Of Christ, this is my sacrifice, I life laid down and ready to follow.
6: Good Shepherd, Good
0: Shepherd of my soul, come dwell within me. Take all I am and mold your likeness in me before the cross of christ this is my sacrifice a life laid down and ready to
5: follow
0: the troubled find their peace in true surrender the prisoners their release from chains of anger In springs of living grace I find a resting place To rise refreshed, determined to follow i walk this narrow road With Christ before me where thorns and thistles grow And cords ensnare me Though dabbled and mine, He never leaves my sight But lifts my head and calls me to fall alone And when my days are gone my strength is failing you carry me along through death's unveiling Our struggles overcome hands journey just begun to search christ's steps and ever to follow to search Christ's depths and ever
1: to follow. Amen. 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 Amen.
4: Take some time and reflect upon what we've seen in these earth-shattering, joy-filling passages, verses. Think and ponder. Take a few moments and then after a few moments, we'll do our, we'll continue to worship in the our giving, we'll worship in singing, we'll worship in our closing prayer, and then we'll worship by going out and living out the gospel. Let's ponder and think. Let's stand, let's sing, let's sing together now the song, Good Shepherd of My Soul.
5: Good Shepherd of my soul, come dwell within me, take all I am and mold your likeness in me. BEFORE THE CROSS OF CHRIST, THIS IS MY SACRIFICE, A LIFE LAID DOWN AND READY TO FOLLOW. THE TROUBLED FIND THEIR PEACE IN TRUE SURRENDER, THE PRISONERS THEIR RELEASE from chains of anger In springs of living grace I find a resting place To rise, refreshed, determined to follow I'll walk this narrow road With Christ before me where thorns and thistles grow And cords ensnare me Though doubted and denied He never leaves my side, But lifts my head and calls me to follow When, when my days are gone My strength is failing, He'll carry me along, Through death's unveiling, Earth's struggles overcome, Ham's journey just begun, To search Christ's depths and ever to follow, Search Christ's depths and ever to follow. Be thou my
4: jesus thank you thank you for being our substitute bearing all our sin we have your grace and being our example how do we respond to unjust suffering being our shepherd we follow you you lay down your life for us you're our overseer we trust in your sovereignty in the midst of the ups and downs of life the circumstances we find ourselves in good or bad you are overseeing everything we submit ourselves to you we subject ourselves to you we ask you use us that we can proclaim this great gospel truth of grace and you can become a good shepherd of others' souls as well Thank you. Praise you.
0: Amen.
4: Yeah, hey, special call members. I mean, I forgot. Oh yeah, everybody sit down. I hey, know. Like, what am I doing? I'm like, I'm missing something. Okay. Sorry about that, everyone. So here is um, a special call members meeting oh wow it 's only not even twelve o 'clock yet cool um, that 's pretty neat uh, so what Tyler did is he did a bunch of research talking to Michael Matthews and just getting some other people 's thoughts um, over at the alpi College he uh, Tyler does some takes care of some of their media stuff there, um, and he talked to some of the guys over there what we would need, uh, things that we would want to do to upgrade our uh, present system. So here's the stuff we'll be upgrading in the new media update for the church facility and their associated costs. So if we, we're looking at a projector. It's, um, and, uh, which th- We don't need to get this, but we looked at getting a laser projector. Am I right on that? So in other words, it's not a bulb. It's a continuous uh, laser light. Uh, am I right in communicating that? Well, LED. Uh, so they're more uh, costly, but you get like up to ten to twenty thousand hours on that, and then you don't have to do any maintenance on it at all. Uh, you, you priced out a mounting bracket. Unless this one will actually work, we would have to see uh, a HDMI receiver that we would have to get um, a certain type of cable. Ethernet cable termination kit. Looked at different connectors we would have to do as well. Um, and then the conduit tubing. He said Michael Matthews will be able to take care of this. It's only about 70 bucks. Random cables. Estimated costs, so rounded up to about $2,500. And then the other thing that we would have to do is, if you get a new projector, Uh, this is not going to be compatible to our older computer because this computer, I don't remember, like seven years old when Vista came out? Seven or eight? Kind of flipping the coin on that. I'm not sure. But we would have to upgrade our computer, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and the computer's slowing down as it is um, right now, so... I thought putting it up, uh, maybe probably about a thousand bucks if we update upgrade our computer, um, and we just get a desktop. We wouldn't get a laptop or anything like that, like we have out here back here right now. We just have a a tower. So about I'd say about thirty five hundred dollars. So the so the motion that would be is we would ask to pull that from the uh, building fund. Up to thirty-five hundred dollars uh, to upgrade our our uh, projector our, and all of the accessories that go with that, along with the computer that we have for the, our media system. So that's the motion on the floor, and then I guess, moderator, you want to? Or I guess a second? Does it need to be a second on that?
7: Yeah. a uh, discussion that's
1: what we're trying to get to. So we have the option to do a wireless connection totally to mine. We have a we have an option to do it wirelessly. Um just because to run an HDMI cable from the projector where it's at to the computer is a really long run for HDMI uh, and could really cause some bad interference issues which would cause it not to work. Uh, And we will leave, the idea is to leave the existing VGA cable in connection that's there existing, we'll leave that as a backup uh, because we can continue to use that. Uh, It's just, I don't know if you guys notice it now but there is some feedback that the projector displays over that connection. Uh, you can see lines and stuff in the projector screen sometimes. And if we sh- switched over to a HDMI connection, that would potentially all go away. So, if you have a guest speaker or somebody that
7: comes in and wants to use show something on the projector, will they be able to connect wirelessly to the projector? Or will
1: they have go back in that room and connect their laptop the Um I guess it would depend on the device that they're using. If they had, I mean, the easiest way for a um, for a guest speaker to do that, if they have a presentation, is just to put it on a USB drive and then plug it into the, our computer. Um, however, it wouldn't really be that difficult to unplug the HDMI from back there and plug it into their computer if they wanted to run it off their own laptop. Um, does that answer your question? Well, I mean, what what type of uh, thing would they need to display on the on the projection other than a like a uh, like their own uh, slideshow. PowerPoint. Yeah, I mean, if they put their slideshow, their PowerPoint on a USB, we could just plug it into our computer and display it that way. That's the easiest. The projector does have wireless capability, yes. And if, uh... okay, sorry. Mm. That that probably would not be a function of this projector No, that would be mm. I'd have to look into that further But I don't think that's something we could do Because it needs um, The idea is It has to have an HDMI connection Which we're going to do wirelessly Because it has an actual transmitter and receiver pair That we would install for that So you could take the transmitter And plug it into somebody's laptop And not have this giant cable That runs up into the ceiling with it But it it's a little bit of a hassle, so that answers your question better. I think I understand what you're trying to say now.
4: I thought that the projector would actually be on a wireless network, will not it?
1: It will, but it's my understanding that you would not be able to display video over a wireless network like that. That would be, um, you're able to connect to the projector to control its functions, to control its inputs, to blank the projector, et cetera, et cetera. But you, my understanding is you can't display video uh via that connection so, display wireless, so control correct
4: uh-huh. well, that's lame what do they make like that for
1: well, why would you need to di- why would you need it to display wirelessly under what circumstances so
4: then it, like you said a speaker come in, a speaker comes in and just plops his laptop right here he connects to the s- screen and then he can just do his sermon right here from his laptop. Or well, then I can do it from my laptop. I can do it from my touch screen. Yes. Yeah, so. What's that? Yes, it's you. So whatever you do, don't move away and get married.
1: Good luck with that one.
7: Any other discussions? Any other questions? case, as the motion stands, it's all in favor of, put $3,500 out of, up to $3,500 out of the building fund in order to upgrade the projector and uh, possible other equipment necessary for that question. So the thirty-five hundred. Correct me if I'm wrong. It includes a computer.
4: Are you not paying attention in that part? Obviously, because we have to upgrade. Not have to. Not have to necessarily have to upgrade, but it would probably be smart to upgrade the computer. So to upgrade the computer, put in another thousand. So then it'd be thirty five hundred dollars. Did you get it that time?
7: <laughs>
4: I'm just giving you a hard
7: time. Any other questions? Last last questions. So we'll shop around on the projector a little bit, look at it a little bit more, but um, the motion is for allowing up to $3,500 from the Building Grounds Fund in order to upgrade projector as well as any other necessary technology along with it. All in favor? Aye. Opposed? Same sign. All right, motion passes. And. That's it. All right. And uh, can I get a second to close? Second. All right. Meeting adjourned. Thank you. Tyler?